Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now here's a highlight from Coast to Coast AM on iHeartRadio. And welcome back to Coast to Coast. George Norrie with you. Maria Cuccia with us, founder and president of Elijah Records and co-founder and CEO of Advanced Back Technologies. She has spoken on television and radio programs about her otherworldly experience that happened back in 1992 where she was shown a boy named Elijah and that's interesting isn't it the intensity of the emotions she struggled with after that encounter eventually led her to compose music for healing and meditation and her story of Elijah was published in a book called Alien Rock by Michael Luckman back in 2005. Maria supported Michael in his research of famous musicians who shared similar otherworldly experiences, which greatly influenced their music as well. Maria, welcome to the program. I'm looking forward to this. Thank you. So nice to be speaking with you. Tell us more before we get into what happened to you back in 92. Tell us about Elijah Records. Elijah Records was very active um, after my experience, and we'll get into why I had developed it back then. Mm-hmm. And today I'm just wanting to resurface again, because it was I was doing other things. As you said, I'm also CEO of a medical technology company, which I co-founded with my ex-husband. So I had to put the music aside for a while. But now I'm bringing it back to life with my daughter. And, um, you know, I'll, I'll get more into that later on. So it's, um, it's a company that I started with uh, 
music that was coming to me after my experience. We had Michael uh, on the program, Luckman, a long, long time ago. Is he still with us? No, unfortunately he's not, because I was trying to seek him out, and um, that's why I'm just giving uh, shout-outs to his book. He worked so hard on this book, and he deserves recognition. He was Absolutely. a very good man. He was a good person. He really yes. was, in a, in, a, in, a, in a great interview, too. I'd love to hear it, if you have It's that. It's in the archives somewhere down there. I would love to hear that one. I'll have Lex check around for it. So what happened to you back in 92? Back in 92, I was 32 years old. I was um, a mother of three girls um, living on Long Island. had, you know, a, a nice home, a dog, you know, just living an average life. Um, I had had some, some strange experiences happening at the time, but nothing as profound as what happened this one night. I woke up. It was about 3 o'clock a.m. I remember looking at the clock and feeling a sense of energy around me and um, looked up at the ceiling, and it just seemed like this beam of light was shining down upon me, and all I remember is just my body, soul, or, you know, I wasn't sure at the time what it was, but I felt myself being lifted at a very fast rate of speed. And then I remember just suddenly being on an aircraft, and there were beings around me that did appear to be human. They didn't seem to be alien-like or anything. I wasn't sure. You know, I just remember light around these beings, long white robes. And they were instructing me, which appeared to be telepathically. I was hearing a voice in my head to say, look out the window. There was like this big glass window on mm -hmm. the ship. And I, was, I saw a large group of children. I was just being shown this group of children. And then one child was, actually stood out and looked at me. We gazed at each other's eyes, and he slowly waved his hand left to right, left to right, just slowly waving it. And for some reason, I said, it's as if I knew, I don't know how, but I said, is this my son? And I heard, yes, this is your son. His name is Elijah, and we will return you back. And when you return back, you must look up the meaning of his name. That's what's most vivid. It's just that, that comment, the visual of seeing this boy, and just saying, you know, I would understand in the future, but that was the main thing. Here's this boy. It was a connection that I had with this child. And the next thing I remember is just, you know, that fast rate of speed. Mm -hmm. Electric, you know, I'm being sent down, and I, I felt like a pounding in my chest. I sat up in bed, gasped, you know, and just said, what the heck was that? What just happened to me? But what I kept hearing in my mind was, look up the meaning of his name. It was the name that was important for me to know. And 
I just remember getting out of bed and I knew that I had a book of names because when I was pregnant, you know, I was searching for names, I knew I had a book of names. So I, I went, found the book, looked up Elijah, and the meaning is, the Lord is my Savior. Um, now, was he a hybrid, Maria? See, that's the thing. At the time, I didn't know anything about alien abductions, hybridization, or anything. So I can only assume that he was. But I don't know. You know, I can't claim anything because all I am sure of is what I experienced. Why I experienced it to this day, I do not know. But I will tell you, to this day, I have said the name Elijah every single day. That's why I created a reason for me to say his name. It, it, it was just, I, I went through so much at the time because, you know, today if someone talks about it, thanks to you and your work and people who have spoken up and all the books that have been written, it's helpful. You know, it helps people to, to know something's going on. Back then, back then, it was, I, I, you know, of course, the first thing I, I was telling my ex-husband, I said, something happened to me. Something, there was a boy there. I was shown this boy and there was something strange going on. And of course, he thought I was crazy. But what I realized was, I had had a miscarriage eight years prior. I was three months pregnant. Or you thought you did, right? No, I did have a miscarriage. And I was had gone to the doctor. Again, it was eight years prior. And um, I was three months pregnant. I had my sonogram. The heartbeat was as healthy as could be. The, the doctor checked me and said, are you going to have a healthy baby? Nice, strong heartbeat. The very next day, I, I had excruciating pain, excruciating. And, you know, I went to the bathroom and I realized, oh, something's happening. And um, I was in so much pain that, you know, I, I told my Husband at the time, you know, call an ambulance. This is, you know, I, w I just couldn't bear it. And he got an ambulance. They carried me in. I remember screaming and screaming, and they put me in the ambulance. And I must have passed out for what felt like a, an hour to me, but it was just the, the quick ride to the hospital. I passed out, but then I remember just opening my eyes and saying, everything's okay now. Hmm. Everything's okay. And I didn't know why I was saying that. And I was brought to the hospital. And of course, when I went in, the doctor said, you're, you know, you're having a miscarriage. And I passed the fetal sack. He did whatever he had to do, took care of me. Of course, I was crying. I was upset. But but I was okay. He assured me, you're okay. You will be able to have more children. And um, at the end of the night, I don't remember how many hours it was, but I, I was sent home. The very next day, I was having breakfast, and the doctor's office called me, and they said, Maria, you have to get back to, you have to get to radiology immediately. And 
I said, why? What's wrong? They said, we think the fetus is still inside you. Oh, my gosh. They said, so I rushed to radiology. I didn't know what was wrong. And then they had, I had two doctors and nurses around me. They were doing sonograms, examining me, because they were determined that the fetus was still inside. Obviously, it wasn't in the fetal sac when they it examined it. It wasn't in the fetal sac. That's what they said. I passed the sac but there was no fetus inside. So eight years later, I have this experience. I start wondering, could it be? Is that possible? I had no idea. Did they ever find the fetus within you? No. So here's my, th here's my possible theory to you. Mm -hmm. Is it conceivable? And how old was Elijah when you first saw him on that craft? I assumed he was about an eight-year-old boy. Okay, okay, very good. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex and then he's very vulnerable so you can kill him easily to die for is available now listen for free on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts i'm hannah storm and my podcast nba dna with hannah storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! 
And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Is it conceivable that Elijah's a hybrid, conceived by you and however the ETs did this, and that the miscarriage was basically their way of taking the fetus to raise it, even at that three-month or young age that the fetus was, um, in terms of conception. And that the fact that they never found the fetus in the sack or within you, without getting too graphic here, right. is it conceivable they took it, raised it, and there he was on the craft? George... This is where I am at now. You know, now I'm in my 60s. Okay, time has passed. I have wondered all these thoughts. And like I said, now there's enough information out there. I'm not alone. There's women around the world, around the globe, who have gone through what I went through. It was just harder for me because it was unknown what was happening back then. But I am... I have no doubt something is going on, and Do I've done a lot of research, and now I'm, I'm writing. I'm writing about this, and I'm taking my research, and I'm putting it together because I truly believe my son is here on Earth. As Elijah. His name is Elijah, and he's my son, and I... I'm doing whatever I can do to try to find him and figure this out. How how old would he be now, do you think, Maria? He would be about 39. 39 years old. Do you think he knows who he is or what he is? You know, I do. And there was one night where my oldest daughter, and this was many years ago, she um, woke up in the middle of the night and she felt that she heard Elijah speaking to her. And it scared her. She was, you know, she said, is, is it possible, you know? And, um, you know, she, she said she, feel, she feels him. My other two daughters feel him. You know, all of them, they feel they have a brother. It's, it's a feeling. It's a sense. It's a communication. It's almost like... I don't know if you know the movie August Rush. It's I saw that movie. I said that that's that connection. I can feel his thoughts, and I I am just on this journey now. I, it's like I just there's too much information out there. There's too many women going through this. You know, we're we're beyond the point of where I was when I was 32, where I just looked like a mad woman. You know, people said to me, you had a miscarriage. There's a spirit. There, You're communicating with the spirit. And I said, no, it's not. This is a real being. And he's here on Earth. He's not on another planet. So, I, you know, I, I uh, as I said, I'm, I'm writing now. And I'm, you know, there's a whole chapter devoted to missing children. And it... it there was a wave of missing children back in the day, you know, when sure. and a lot of it, a lot of stories on Long Island. 
Well, Maria, do you have any recollection of an initial contact with these ETs beyond the one where they took you to the craft and you saw Elijah? So I have many, many, many experiences, and I did undergo hypnosis. And, and under hypnosis, that's where more details came out. And that's where, and I, I have some of the recordings of my hypnosis sessions. And, you know, I, I recalled um, being on a table, being examined, and, and, you know, and told that I had to do certain things. One of them was the music that I created. It was music for healing and meditation. Um, so there, but the other thing that happened to me was back in... Um, 1991, where I was experiencing a lot of cramping, uh-huh, uh-huh. and um, it was like I was hearing in my mind, something's inside you that doesn't belong, something's inside you that doesn't belong, and I just had a lot of pain and cramping, so of course I went to my gynecologist, I told him, he examined me, he said, you're fine, it's stress, it's just stress. And this went on for months, and it got worse and worse. And again, I kept hearing that, no, something's in me. I don't know what it is. And I went back to the doctor. I said, I want a laparoscopy. There is something inside. He looked at me. He said, are you crazy? That's that's minor surgery. I'm telling you you're healthy. I was arguing with the doctor. So you knew something was up. I knew it. And and he he said, why... You know, it's not necessary, you know, go, go, you know, I can give you pills for relaxing, you're stressed. I said, no, 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 I insisted. So he finally scheduled me and, you know, he said to me, you'll go in, you'll be put under anesthesia. He said, I'll, I'll, um, go, you know, we'll, we'll look, we'll see, you could have some fluid or something, you know. So anyway, I, he said, you'll wake up, you'll go home by the end of the day. When I woke up from the procedure, the nurse said, Maria, you had major surgery. Oh my God, you were right. I was right, and, and what they found, and I have pictures of it, there were um, fluid-filled sacs floating behind my uterus. How many of them? Two. And what was in the sacs? Did you and know? he said, the doctor said to me he never saw anything like it. He said first what he saw when he went Jeez. in with the laparoscopy was fluid. So he thought he could suction out the fluid. Maybe that was giving me the cramps. And this is the so guy we, who said there's nothing wrong with you in the first nothing place. Nothing wrong with you. And this is what he's telling me. He said, and then he said, I... He said it just never showed up on sonogram, you know, anything that I did. So he said he realized there was something there, and he had to, he said, I mean, this is a little graphic, but when he opened me up, he said he literally scooped the sacks out. He was able to just scoop them out. They fit in the palm of his hand. And they put it in a jar, and it was like this, this nurses and everybody, were they were all baffled at the time. But that made me wonder years later. Again, at the time, I didn't know (laughs) what it was. But years later, I said, is this something that is done to women? You know, are these sacs not detectable through x-ray or sonogram, hidden 
behind the uterus, and women like me were used to create or birth hybrids that are being taken. You were part of their breeding program. Yes, I believe that now. Listen to more Coast to Coast AM every weeknight at 1 a.m. Eastern and go to coasttocoastam.com for more. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich man, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.